welcome to the Dinosaur Man Nerdcast. I'm Andy Hughes, I'm here with Alex Hudson. Hey, everybody, it is me, on the podcast. <laughs> Went for a rap What was that? Rap. <laughs> rap music. That was, I know what my dad would call that. That was political. Rap music. Oh, well. Sorry, John Hughes. Oh, sorry for anyone who didn't know who dad, John, uh, John... Oh, good Lord. Oh. For anyone who didn't know, my dad made Home Alone. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I tried rap music. <laughs> uh, welcome to the midweek special where we talk news and reviews. Um, we have got some news items and then we're going to get on to our views of The Shadows. Triple Nine. And the first episode of The Get Down. Uh, part one, episode one, because Baz Luhrmann is demanding. But let's start with the news, yeah? Sure. Ready for some news? Hit me with your best news. <laughs> As Pat Benatar maybe one song. <laughs> I can't remember who sung that song. But they hit me with your best news. But, uh, but, yeah, that one. Um, okay, first bit of news. Yes. So this is coming from Marvel. Um, Spider-Man Homecoming is all kicking off now. Yeah. Um, and they've announced um, Zendaya, who is a Disney Channel kid. Um, I call it a kid, she's probably a teenager. Well, they all are, aren't they? Um, she, they've announced who she's going to be playing. Have you heard about this? No. She's going to be playing Mary Jane Watson. Oh, maybe I did hear about this. Um, but... Now, Zendaya is an African-American. And the internet are dicks. That's what we've learned. Mm. Once again, the internet are dicks. Yeah, it's not been a good year for the internet. The internet has pretty much lost this year, I think. Uh, okay, yeah, and they're not happy about this? No, because they're saying, you know... Bring back be... Kirsten Dunst. Yeah, basically. <laughs> Never bring back Kirsten Dunst. Although she seems to be better now than she used to be. But, you know, basically the internet are all there like... This can't be her because she's a black girl with black hair. She's it's not Hermione white. again. You know, yeah, it's, it's Hermione from The Cursed Child. It's Anthony, um, Michael B. Jordan from Fantastic Four. It's all of the Ghostbusters. It's Ghostbusters, yeah. It's, it's that situation again. It's Preposterous. With, like, Marvel has come out. Well, not Marvel, but the there have been people for, like James Gunn has come out and Stan Lee come out regarding this. And they've both been saying, you know, at the end of the day, have the best person for the part. Yeah. Of course. Of you know, course. It's it's not a case of it has to look perfect, um, as it does in the comic, but instead have the best person to portray that character. And then the director said, what we're trying to do is, you want diversity in Hollywood. That's what people keep saying. And comics, when they were written, were not diverse. Mm. You know, the only time you get an Asian man in a comic would be when he's... The villain. The villain with a long, wispy moustache kind yeah, of... Yeah, he's got a Fu Manchu beard and yeah. speaking entirely in Confucius quotes. <laughs> and it said, basically, um, they want this film to represent the modern-day New York. Mm. And I think it's a good thing. It's got a, it's got a multicultural cast. Um, you know, I think it's going to be good, but unfortunately, we have to deal with the internet. Yeah, I, I think it's stupid. I think it's incredibly stupid that we're living in an age where... That is still a problem. I mean, obviously, you know, as as much as you'd like to say, oh, well, you know, we're such a progressive society, we clearly aren't in that there's still a huge number of people who have massive reservations every time someone does something they don't like. And that's the problem, is they're going, oh, well, I don't like it, so it can't be that way. Well, you know what? Maybe you're not important. Maybe, Maybe you're you the don't actually matter one bit. Maybe what you think should not be the way that everyone else behaves. Because guess what? What you think is clearly incorrect. Pretty much everyone else is fine with this. It's you who has the problem. Yeah, it's like, 
How this much... is why you get so many people supporting building a wall around America. How much of an idiot do you have to be to be like, oh, well, I will say this because I believe it to be true. And I'm sure there's other people out there. Like, yes, there are other people out there. However, they are all like you. And guess what? When you look deep down, you will hate yourself. Well, the thing is, I, I've not really seen um, Zendaya in anything. Uh, because she's Disney Channel. Um, no, never heard of her. Kind of actress. And you go, let's just give her a chance. Like, I didn't know much about Tom Holland before. I didn't, I didn't even see anything with Tom Holland before. So yeah. He, he was great Spider-Man. Right? Just give these people a chance. Let's stop complaining before it comes out. Mm. Let's just let it happen. Yeah. I know, you, you know, these things are never going to stop these things from happening. Because, you know, like, the people who make the decisions are the ones who are in charge. You know, you know the people who understand the need to put these people into films. And the look, I would rather watch a comic book film that is willing to make its own stamp and its own mark on that series mm. rather than seeing another sort of identikit Mary Jane. Yeah. I've already seen three films with her in. And guess what? Two of them weren't brilliant. One of them was the best Spider-Man number film three. ever. I will defend number two at anyone. <laughs> so, well, that's stupid. That's, it's just stupid. Yeah, it's... Small-mindedness. It's, it's not killing any Hollywood actors yet, but, you know, it could do. It could mm. kill careers if people are, are this vociferous about it, but I don't think... Look at you and me, big words. Well, look, there's no... Look at me, I know what the services All right, fine. <laughs> Fuck you if you think that. There you are. How, how about that? I like it. Alright, if, like if you think that the Black Mary Jane is not a good thing to do, fuck you. Go fuck yourself. You know what, mate? Best that you don't pitch into the human race ever stop again. Stop being so precipitous. Yeah, stop being so precipitous. <laughs> um, next. Next, please. I've never seen these news headlines before. This is the joy of the podcast. Um, the Rock has been on Instagram. Of course he has. Baywatch has finished filming. I didn't know that they were making it. <laughs> and uh, my life is still as it's not changed now that I know that either. Ne- it's got Zac Efron in it. Oh, maybe it has changed. Ooh, I, next I like stop, Zac Efron. He's, he's talent. Next stop for the Rock, the Jumanji film, oh. uh, which he's now said is to calm everyone's fears about it. It's not a reboot. It's a continuation. That, no, that's not better. Just. Please. And wait till you hear the cast, though. The Rock. You like The Rock? No, not Old really. friendliest man, The Rock. Okay, well, I'll take your word for it, but I don't particularly like him. Kevin Hart. You love Kevin oh, Hart. Oh, God. World's friendliest Kevin Hart. All right. And Jack Black. I mean... <laughs> is, is there any cast that makes you, as a person, want to see this film less? I mean, I suppose you could throw in... No, actually, maybe Chris that's Hemsworth, of course, Water Enemy. Well, Chris and Liam Hemsworth. Chris has at least got a bit of star power. Liam is terrible. Uh, okay, no, I mean, no, thank you. But are you happy if it's a continuation? Rather I'm than happy. A that I'm not going to see it. I'm happy that I don't. <laughs> we've got to. We've got to see every film. That's that's the point of this podcast. If Barry gets away with not seeing Jum- uh, Jungle Book, then I don't have to see Jumanji. Look, I recently rewatched somebody Jumanji. Worked, somebody worked in, um, yesterday told me they didn't like Jungle Book. I got very angry. Very incorrect. Carry on. Uh, I recently watched Jumanji uh, with someone who had never seen it at all. And this is following on from my Jumanji conversation on the podcast. 
And she was like, oh, it's fun. And I was like, it's more than fun. It is one of the best adventure films of my childhood. <laughs> I mean, looking back, there are plot holes that you could drive ships through. However, <laughs> however, it's good 90s fun. I think the 90s is dead. Okay. I'm just saying this now. Controversial opinion, I know, but I just don't, I don't think there's a place for a new Jumanji film. I don't want to see it, basically. You go and see it. I'm not gonna. What about the remake of Clue? Oh, the why would you remake Clark? a terrible film? <laughs> I, I thought, and it's not no, it's not a case of being like, oh, I think we can do it fucking right this time round. I think it's a case of them going, hmm, I think we can fuck this up yet again and inflict more. Clue is a bad film. I thought it was you, but hated Clue. Clue is not a good film. I watched it every year in drama um, at school because our teacher loved it. Oh, okay. I mean, I'm not going to ask you your teacher's name because I feel like calling them out on the podcast might be... Your drama <laughs> teacher terrible t- Give me his surname. Jolly. Jolly. Mr. Jolly, as in the character from Psycho. <laughs> uh, okay, Mr. Jolly, you have a terrible taste of... Why would you like Clue? Every year he put no, it on. What, 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 did, and then did every he year go? he put on Muppets Christmas Carol. Fine. Fine, fine, fine. But don't tarnish Muppets Christmas Carol by being like... Oh, a back-to-back double bill <laughs> of the greatest film possibly ever made. And Muppet's Christmas Carol. You shut your whore mouth. <laughs> Why would you remake Clo- Is there been anything else announced about this? Uh, no, Anyone going to be in it? Uh, no, no, they just said um, that Clues right. the works. Right, to plan it out for you now. Jack Black, The Rock, Kevin Hart. Liam Hemsworth. <laughs> Liam Hemsworth. Tyler Perry as Medea. Uh, Martin Lawrence as Big Mama. Don Cheadle as his character from Ocean's Eleven with his Codney accent. Uh, Chris Pratt from Jurassic World. And I guess to add some kind of dramatic tension to it, Edward Norton. <laughs> he plays. That's amazing. He plays the house. Um, He's the voice of the house. Final bit of news. Fuck them! He's. Um... John C. Riley and Will Ferrell are teaming up to be in Sony's Holmes and Watson film because yeah, need, I heard about this. We need another Sherlock Holmes thing. Look, going on right okay, here. the problem is I don't know. I don't like Guy Ritchie. Yeah. Basically, at all. <laughs> However, what I will admit is he made two decent. Very, the first one was very good. The second one was okay for you know for a sequel. I never watched Game of Shadows. Okay, for a sequel, it holds up pretty well. It's not as good as the original, but the original is very good. Yeah. I really like those two films. And that's a Guy Ritchie film, right? I like Guy Ritchie. I do not want to see someone come along and be like, okay, well, what if Holmes and Watson were making jokes about their dicks and they were 50 years old? I don't want to see that. Because we already had, right, Guy Ritchie's Sherlock Holmes. Yeah. Then we had, um, as well, Ben Cumberbatch's Sherlock Holmes, which is still going. Mm-hmm. Then you have Elementary, yeah. so Lucy Liu and Do you know as else. bad as you think? Um, then you've got uh, Mr. Holmes. Yes. Uh, the Ian McKellen one. Yeah. Then you've got Sherlock Bones. But that's been there for generations <laughs> at this point. I think I'm going to point out that that's an animal film, not... I think the first Sherlock Bones came out in... Well, it's, it's two different sort of films. Maybe the second one also involves animals. I don't know. Uh-huh. Um, no, the first Sherlock Bones movie probably came out just like a week after um, Sherlock Holmes started being published. 
watched. That's how old that legacy is. And the thing is, I like Sherlock Holmes. Both. I like it's a great film. I like Sherlock Holmes. Dog Detective. But I feel that is there anything more to give? Uh, what is there anything more? Like, I get what you're going to do with this. You're going to make a Will Ferrell and John C. Riley film that just so happens to be about Sherlock Holmes, and like that's not a thing. Like what you've done is you've gone. Oh well, we put these two in a number of films together, and it has worked. What if we now start tampering around with things that aren't original? Ideas? I imagine they just went okay. Not what? to say that Step Brothers is the most original idea. Manchild is not an original <laughs> idea. I imagine they just got a book and went, "What's currently not under copyright?" Now, mm-hmm. like we've got Dracula, mm-hmm. we've got. But of course, uh, Universal are doing their Dracula. Jungle Book, but there's already two of them. One too many. Um, we might as well just do this Sherlock Holmes thing. Nobody's doing that right now. Mm-hmm. Oh, but everyone is, and they're doing it much better. That's the problem. And that's Any the news. More, no more news. No more news. Well, no, I've got, I've got some news. news for you. I, oh, oh, I, oh, I don't know if you know about this. For the you know Universal. You know Universal have um, rebooted their monsters. Yes. And they're making them all part of the same universe. Yeah. Making the Marvel Universe of monsters. Is this some fake news? Do you know who the who's playing the mummy or who's in the mummy? Tom Cruise. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. This is not an intimidating is, film, is it? <laughs> I'm, I'm guaranteeing he's not playing the mummy, he's playing the hero. This was, this was I, 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 recently, I was talking to someone who has just finished working on it. Oh, that's an inside scoop. Yeah, inside Imagine, scoop. Like, have you got I've one seen, now? I've seen pictures of the set. Oh, tell us about it. Nobody else has talked about this. Yeah. The, What's it look like? Inside scoop. Uh, well, the, the, one of the sets that I saw was uh, like a 150 foot tall, like, rock face. Motherfucker. Um, like a, yeah, like a, a big... Get cliff to your face. typewriters. 150 you foot what? cliff face you, right? in the movie. I thought, hey, maybe no. it's interesting that I had a conversation with someone who worked on a thing. Tell me about the inside scoop. <laughs> well, the inside scoop is he asked if he could take a bit of the thing away with him and they said no. <laughs> what, That's the inside the scoop. Face? Yeah, they just destroyed it. Hashtag cruise thief. Twitter <laughs> He's it. not thieving cruise, he's thieving the set. Or he tried to, but <laughs> he didn't. Hashtag set thief. Uh, but he also disagreed with me about Batman vs Superman, so I am not his friend anymore. <laughs> uh, he said that he had to wa- you have to watch films three times before you're able to formulate an opinion on them. <laughs> and I inherently disagree with everything about that. Because statement. I don't want to sit through. Because um, I've already seen Mars Needs Moms, and I'm pretty sure I know exactly how that's going to go the second and third time too. <laughs> so that's the news. Yep. Good news this week. Good news. A mixed bag. Yeah. Some breaking news from me months ago. Has, hashtag 150 foot cliff face. Well, the, the idea the idea of them being like in the same universe now, that yeah. is not exciting to me because I think that's a bullshit idea. I don't think it'll work. If if that is what I've... That's what I've heard. Yeah, I don't know yeah. If that's... No, no, it's true. It's true. They're in a shared universe. Terrible. I suppose it gives Van Helsing something to do because he can then <laughs> pop up in more... Oh, maybe Tom Cruise is playing Bad Helsing. No, I don't think he is. He's okay. just playing the lead in The Mummy. Mr. Mummy. He's playing Brendan Fraser. Oh, not even Brendan Fraser can play Brendan Fraser. <laughs> okay, so. Reviews. Reviews. Let's get this baby off and running. We watched Triple Nine. Oh, yeah. Go We're going to go start with Triple Nine. Um, okay. Yeah. So, Triple um, Nine came out in, I think, February, March time this year. Um... It's been released on DVD. We managed to watch it. Uh, it's got a cast that is pretty extensive. Norman Reedus. You've got basically every big actor of the moment, whether from Kate the Winslet. land of TV or film, 
Gal Gadot or Gadot. Gal Gadot, that mystery. I believe. Still I've heard her say Gal Gadot. Hashtag Gal Gadot or hashtag Gal Gadot. Tell us what it is. If you're Team Gadot, you're with me and you're a legend. <laughs> and if you're Team Gadot, then you can Gadot home, mate. And, and no matter which there. team you are, we'll, have, <laughs> we'll be none the wiser. You have to... If you're spelling it Gadot, you have to put hashtag G-A-D-O-U-G-H as if <laughs> she's made out of pastry. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, it's a crime thriller heist mob bent cop movie. Uh, it's basically, in fact, that's the big problem with it, is that it's a lot of things and Coherent isn't really one of them. It's kind of jack of all trades. Yeah, and everyone who's in it is a good actor. There's it, no one in it who's right. like, you're bad. No. But everyone in it just seems to be going, oh, this is a bit of, you know, there's a bit of pay. We'll, we'll collect the checks. Yeah. No. No one's really doing anything. There's nothing really new about it either. Like the trade, I think it's it's a, it's a mastery of how to make a good trailer because that trailer makes it look a lot better than it is. Yeah, and I think you see the people who are in it, and you go, "Oh, that should be interesting." And then yeah. you go, "Oh no, this is what they do to relax after they've done like really good work." <laughs> it's clearly for them. It's, it's just sort of like a, "Ah, well, there's a lot of people on set. It'll be a fun laugh," and yeah. that seems to be it. And, you know, I wish I could say it's a better film, but it just is. It just doesn't really... I think my main problem is it's, it's structure and it's kind of through life isn't all that clear at times. Mm. Um, it kind of jumps from one bit to another and you never really know what's going on. Not in the sense of, oh, look at us, we're, we're ranking up the tension so that you don't know what's happening. It's like, no, no, I actually just... I've watched this and I'm not really sure what's happening. Yeah, look, the problem with it is there are better crime films out there that do that that same thing of dotting between different stories. The Departed does it really well, where you're following different stories at different times, and it doesn't always all make sense as you're watching it, but it does get wrapped up and it does all start to fit into place after a while. This, it just sort of ends and you go, ah... And actually, the ending, it seemed like a really false ending. Yeah. Uh, I think it went on far too... It, it had about 15... No, not 15. Maybe 10 minutes at the end. Where I thought, mm, you didn't need this. Mm, no, I agree. I agree. And it's, it just seems very clunky, more than anything. It's, uh, I'd say, for me, if it's on TV, give it a watch. It might be worth your time. You might be able to find something you like out of it. The people in it are good. They're doing okay jobs. They're just not doing their best. The thing is, you can be the best actor in the world, but you're not going to say the clunky script. No. Jesse Eisenberg proved that in Batman vs Superman. Hmm. Uh, uh, me, me. I, I kind of want the time back. Oh really? I didn't enjoy it. Like, I, it's not, but it's, it's not the worst film I've seen this year. But no way is it anywhere near the best I've seen. This no, year. no. It or falls... even during the middling. Yeah, the middling thing. I think it falls towards the lower end of the middling to the top end of the bad. It's between sort of an amber and a red on the traffic light system. Yeah. I don't know where I'd put it. It's sort of straddling both. I would kind of watch Suicide Squad to get over it. No. Incorrect for me. <laughs> no, thank you. Uh, okay, well, talking about films that go on for ten minutes too long. Okay. I went and saw The Shallows this week. 
Spoiler alert, it goes on for 10 minutes too long at the end. <laughs> um, so The Shallows is uh, is essentially, um, if you've seen something like Open Water, then you've got a pretty good idea of what it is. It's essentially a sort of B-movie, mm. um, which is just a shark and a woman. But no NATO. No, no NATO, just the shark. No NATO attached to the shark, just one sole shark. Is there even a soft breeze? I'm going to say soul shark. I don't mean like has an afro and listens to James Brown. I don't mean that kind of <laughs> like soul play. You know? uh, so it's a shark and a woman, and that's pretty much the film. Uh, the the lead is Blake Lively, who again isn't. She's not the best actress in the world. I've not seen her do much where I'm like, wow, you're breathtaking. She's accepted. really good and um, accepted, of course, which is a comedy for the ages. Um, <laughs> And she's in the town as well, which was really good. Um, this is genuinely her best work, as far as I can see, because she carries this film. This film is nothing without her and the shark, right? Because that is, that is all there is to the film. It is 90 minutes of a woman being terrorised by a shark. And what's the shark's performance like? The shark is exceptionally average CGI. <laughs> it's fine. The thing is, it's... It's never going to win awards. Of course it's not, because it is essentially at its heart of being. Now, the director of it, um, he is, he's not known for making good films. <laughs> I'm going I'm to read you off four examples of his films, and okay. you can sort of get a picture. So who's the director? Huame... Uh, Huame? <laughs> Xiaome? What? I'm going to go with Xiaome. Xiaomi? No, I didn't look this up immediately before the podcast. Now I'm going to have to edit this bit out. No, no. Like a fucking idiot. Xiaomi uh, Kuyet Serra, uh, who has directed Run All Night. Okay. You aware of that one? I know. The Liam Neeson one from last year. Non-Stop, the Liam Neeson one from two years ago, mm-hmm. when he's on a plane. Mm-hmm. Unknown, the Liam Neeson one from four years ago, <laughs> where he's lost his mind. Goal 2, Living the Dream. Ooh. Oh, and actually a bonus one, House of Wax. Oh! The remake of. So he's got progressively worse. Well, no, because he's got better. He's got better. House of Wax is 2000. But that's working uh, backwards from now. From the director of Goal 2, Living the Dream, you should not get a film that's as tight as this. It's not, it's not particularly... You know, the direction of it isn't necessarily the best thing about it. I yeah. think it's the performance of Blake, Blake Lively really makes you... It's the concept, and the writing is so tight, because it is, it's so a 90-minute film. Why is she out to sea? Yeah, why, why is... She's gone show? surfing at a beach, Yeah. and it's a beach that she doesn't know the name of. It's a beach that her pet, her mum went to before she was born, uh, and it's got special possession for her through that. Uh, she goes there, and you you see um, she's got an iPhone, one of these iPhones that people have these days, and she FaceTimes her little sister and her dad from the beach before she goes out swimming. She's like, oh, it's amazing here, blah, blah, blah. And it's got this thing where it pops up on screen so you can see the two faces yeah, talking yeah. to her and stuff. And I quite like that. It's got something about it where they go, well, this is a, a distinct visual style we're going for for the iPhone bits. Fine. But then she puts it down, and then she goes out to surf, and basically she's swimming back to the shore, and a shark attacks her. Oh, okay. And she's stuck a hundred yards out from the shore. Only a hundred yards? Well, this is it, but she's got an injury to her leg. And the shark is just circling around, so she can't get back. So it's all about the struggle to get back to that place. 
the thing is, I never saw this film because they've already made the best shot movie of all time, which is Deep Blue Sea. Which is incorrect, but okay. So I was like, I this don't is a better see. shark movie. Does the shark swim backwards at any point? It doesn't need to. It doesn't <laughs> need to. And I don't understand. Look, I, there's something that I just don't understand about you, where you're just like. Oh, but this should happen. I was like, well, maybe yes. Maybe yes. But sharks swimming backwards is not a necessity for a shark film. Does it have Al Cordray in it? It doesn't point? need him. It doesn't need him. Does LL Cool J put in a performance that you actually believe in? Yes! No, he doesn't. Because when the shark kills the same... his bird, he gets angry and blows up the shark. He puts in the same level of performance Spoiler as he does in City. Halloween H2O. Which is fine, but he's definitely LL Cool J. <laughs> and that's what you can't escape from. Look, The Shallows isn't necessarily... It's not in my greens in terms of best films of the year, yeah. but it's certainly in the amber section towards the top end of that. In that it's a very well put together film that actually is quite tense throughout, and it's only ninety minutes. So it means that you're not wasting time going. Yeah. Oh, well, here's a new character. You're getting you. You really focus in on Nancy. I heard it's better than what you'd expect. Oh, far better. So, I, uh, would you recommend it? Yeah, I mean, I don't know if I'd maybe buy it on DVD, but I'd certainly give it a watch. You know, if it's on TV, you watch it. And actually, if you've got if you've got an hour and a half to kill, there's much worse ways this time. I to wouldn't spend time. recommend it. Okay. Because go watch Deep Blue Sea. Don't watch Deep Blue Sea. It's longer, it's louder, and it's stupid. Longer, better, uncut. It is longer, <laughs> it should be cut completely down to about an hour and a half. And only, in fact, just keeping keep Samuel L. Jackson's speech, yeah. <laughs> okay. Fine. <laughs> Fine, of We've got time. We've got time. Yeah. Uh, we watched The Get Down, uh, which is the Baz Luhrmann directed series uh, for Netflix. Um, we watched part. We watched episode one of part one. Which so, so I this hate first, the fact it's called yeah, part one. This first series is called part one rather than series one or season one. So explain what The Get Down is. The get, okay, so The Get Down follows um, this young guy uh, growing up in, in New York during the 1970s. And essentially, it focuses on how he... At the beginning of the first episode, this isn't a spoiler at all, you see him on stage in the 90s, rapping and yeah. at, at a big concert, telling his story about how he got to hey, this place. Nas, by the way. I thought it was Nas, but I didn't know. Interesting. Thought I'd let you know. Uh, yeah, so basically, it follows him and basically his bunch of friends that he hangs around with who are into, into sort of graffiti and stuff like that, and music, and they, they're all, and you follow it. Look, it's a similar thing to Stranger Things, which I watched recently and really love. They've got really, really competent kid actors. Yeah. And, and actually, these kids and are... And Jaden Smith. They're adolescents rather than kids, yeah. And, yeah, Jaden Smith is in it, and we did have to find out if Will Smith was in any way attached to this film, and it seemed not. No. But, but Jaden Smith, Jaden Smith is terrible. Uh, he's always terrible, but you know what? It's the the first episode. It follows him sort of starting out his path to become a spoken word artist, yeah. uh, a poet slash rapper, whatever. And it's got a lot of references to names and people who then became big big things within mm -hmm. the sort of hip hop world. I really loved it. I really enjoyed it. Like, I I think it's I want great to go fun. and watch more. Yeah, uh, but we've kind of been holding off at the moment. 
I think it's it's much like strange things. Man. I think if we did it all at once, we wouldn't enjoy it as much. I think, I think the best way to watch this is episodically. I think you need to watch it one, maybe one or two episodes a week, where you just yeah. go in and say, right, tonight I'm only going to watch the one, but just commit to it and really delve into that world because actually. The performances are really strong. The writing's exceptional. The production yeah. value is just, T- of course. Tell you what, in huge. the first episode, there's a. Um, the main character is Zeke. Yeah. Um, he's told to read a poem in class, and he refuses to do so. But later on, he reads it, and it's incredible. It's so emotive. It's really, and again, incredible. A performance from a kid that young, you think it's, it's rare to get actors who are able to deliver that sort yeah. of stuff. And it really hits you. And. To be honest, it's something that I'm really looking forward to going back to mm. and finding more out about and exploring that world and seeing like, what all the characters do. Because they've all got sort of individual things they want to be doing within yeah. that world. So you're not just focused, you've got your main character, but you have got so many different strands coming off of it. You can tell it's a Baz Luhrmann thing because that's a very Luhrmann thing to it's, do. It's, you watch it, like, this is the most expensive series Netflix has put together to date. Mm. And I'll say to you, you can tell the production values are bigger, but you can tell they've also gone, yes, we've got this huge budget for you to do stuff with, but Baz, do your thing. Yeah. And it works for that. It works. It's, it's the opposite of what we were saying when we talked about Suicide Squad, and we said David Ayer seems to have had constraints put on him. It's, mm-hmm. It doesn't seem like a David Ayer movie. This series, from what we've seen so far, you, we, you have to understand we've only seen an episode of it, uh, which is an hour and a half um, long well, this is it. You've seen essentially a film's worth of stuff. But it's very Baz Luhrmann-esque, and mm-hmm. I really like that. I, I, there's a lot of stuff Baz Luhrmann does that I really like. And again, it's straying away from what I would traditionally consider Baz Luhrmann good at, in that, you know, Baz Luhrmann does focus on those musical. you know, he's very good at the sort of musicality yeah. and stuff like that, but I've never seen him go into the hip-hop stuff and really explore that, because to me, that's a really interesting genre. It's one of my favourite genres of music. And the the history behind it is really interesting. So to see him going into it and, being, and, and me going, from a guy who does Moulin Rouge and stuff like that, Great film. It's, it's a really interesting step for him to take, I yeah. think. But he's been working on this for 10 years. He's been trying to make, get this made for 10 years. And that, that bodes well in that you can kind of go, well, he's, he's got a vision. And the thing, the thing is, it looks like you're transported back to that period in time where, you know, it was a shit time to live in, really. Mm-hmm. When, you look at, when you look at the infrastructure of that area, yeah. you know, everything's on fire and crumbling, and it's basically like a group of people chasing their dreams and going, actually, we can get out of whatever shithole we're in, mm-hmm. and we can strive to be something better, no matter what, what's there, whatever tries to keep us there. Yeah. And that's what I get from the first episodes. I'm there like, I want to know more about these people. But that's it. It comes out of that interesting time in US history particularly US, but world history in general, but, you know, you're coming out of the civil rights era where Martin Luther King and Malcolm X were such huge influential figures within those communities, and you think, well, that that series now gets to examine the long-lasting effects of how it, how it felt to be growing up in that time, having just come out of yeah. that. And I think that's the most interesting thing about it, is that maybe you get an overview, because you've got the kids and the adults, you've got an overview of how it affected different generations and how different generations felt about that. Absolutely. So, would you, from what we've seen so far, would you recommend? It? I know it sounds silly because we basically just said yes. I mean, absolutely. Go and go and watch. Don't it. give the if first you've episode. You've got Netflix. Go. You need to go and watch it because honestly, you won't regret it. It is it is one of the best 
TV shows I've watched in a long, long time. And this is one episode in, and yeah. I, I'm hoping it only gets better. Mm. And looking at the IMDb ratings, I'd like to do it soft to just look at the ratings for the in season. It seems to only get better in audience. Um, that's the, but anyway, that's where we're going to have to leave it. Um, I think we've run a little bit over today, but we had, yeah, a, lot, we had a lot to talk about. Um, how do I wrap this up? <laughs> uh, so, watch the Get Down, watch the Shallows, it is good. Uh, don't watch Deep Blue Sea, and what? you can probably give Triple Minus as well. Um, but this has been the Dinosaur Man News and Reviews. You can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, Buzzsprout, Facebook, we're Dinosaur Man Nerdcast, on Twitter, we're at Dinosaur Man 15. If you like us, do rate and subscribe. Please give us let a rating. Us know. And again, let us know, get in contact with us, tell us what you think of If you do go and watch Get Down, the Get Down. Please tell us what you think of it. Um, episodes every Wednesday and Sunday. Um, if you want us to speak about anything, if you want to know our opinions on anything, give us ideas for topics. You know. uh, by tweet or by Facebook or by person. By hook or by By hook. in my face. Um, thank you to Johnny Knees as ever for the theme song. Uh, yeah, I think that's pretty much well, it. Thank uh, you, Alex. Thank you, Andy. It's been an absolute pleasure. And like, uh, like we always say, don't go shark crazy. Hashtag 150-foot stonewall carving trying to be inside of my tonkers. Hashtag Gal Gadot. Dinosaur. Dinosaur man.